You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our review of round 14 and preview of round 15's double game week. This episode is brought to you by two, two brought to you by this week. First, it's episode is brought to you by the 100 Gold Club's newest member, Jossie Zardes. Oh, yay, yay. And uh, the special stealth brought to you by uh, this. This episode is brought to you by Jordan Morris, because sometimes the hero you need comes right up to you. Uh, actually, but but those may be true. This episode is actually brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast because of you that we are able to keep this project going so long. Find out more about our Patreon at patreon.com slash MLSFI. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, Ashley Savage and Belaine Riffle. We'd also like to welcome our special guest, Christian Ward, from our Discord community and one of this season's top fantasy players. I don't know where you're at right now, Christian, but are you still flirting with first place? <laughs> no. That, that's fine. You'll be back. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. Glad to have you, Blaine. Uh, we were not sure that Blaine could join us because he had some weird stuff going on with squirrels and termites in a shed. So, mm-hmm. yeah. For me, but, I've been puking for two days. Well, I wasn't gonna just jump in with that. I, I, <laughs> I figured, I figured actually does have some special news that I do want to open the show with because it's it's very fun. Uh, so I'll let you have that, Ashley. And I. Oh sure. I was yeah, just gonna glance yeah. over the other part. Yeah, let's we'll top load it. Um, yeah. So I, I talked a couple weeks back on the show about how um, my son's obsessed with Jordan Morris. Spencer, my husband, and I like him, but we've never really pushed him as as his favorite player. He's come to it all on his own quite obsessively. And he, a couple weeks ago, asked if he could make a sign um, to bring to the game with him. So he, we got him some paint and he painted a sign and he wrote a sign that said, you're my hero, comma, Jordan Morris, exclamation point. <laughs> and uh, he happened to bring it to the Sporting Kansas City game, uh, which Blaine will remind us all went very uh, pro them. Uh, and so at the end of the game, he trotted down to the railing and he held his little sign up. And Spencer and I were like, <laughs> set the bar low um and jordan morris gave him a thumbs up and he was elated just over over the moon about it um and this past weekend on saturday was the first game sawyer's been to since then and he asked if he could bring his sign again and i said if you want to but he already saw it and he goes well i wasn't sure if he saw it i want to make sure he sees it we said okay he cut out some pictures of jordan morris as if jordan morris doesn't already know who he is um and he taped them on and he spent a a while doing it and so same thing at the end of the game he comes down and I ask him again you know like what's your expectation but he goes I just want to make sure that he sees it we said okay and so Jordan Morris had scored the game-winning goal and then got subbed out and he got hurt so we weren't really sure how into you know talking to a six-year-old he would be He's walking around as they, you know, the end of the game doing all the claps. He spots Sawyer. He comes right up to him and he gives him a, a nux and he says, you bring that sign every game, bud? And Sawyer says, I sure do. And he goes, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And he said, would you like my jersey? And Sawyer said, what? And he said, 
would you would you like my my jersey and Sawyer goes yes please and he took it off and I brought Sawyer let me borrow it just for tonight man and that's it, awesome his game worn jersey signed the kit for Sawyer he was asking him questions he signed Sawyer's little poster sign thing um there was people started kind of huddling around but no one really tried to talk to him they all just kind of watched him talking to Sawyer and Jordan Morris had this huge smile the whole time and Sawyer, as soon as he walked away, started crying. He was so excited and so happy and just, you know, it's a lot when you're six to meet your sports hero, right? Like we all kind of remember the first athlete we really fell in love with. You know what I mean? Mine, I am embarrassed to say was Alex Rodriguez. I was obsessed with Alex Rodriguez when I was Sawyer's age. Um, I could barely even imagine being in the same stadium as him. So to watch Sawyer get to do that was just so cool. Jordan Morris was so nice. Um, someone from the Sounders media took a picture of Sawyer in the crowd. I know Reed reposted it on Twitter. Um, and it was a really cool picture of, of Sawyer holding his little sign up, um, just waiting for Jordan Morris to see him. And so made its rounds on social media. Jordan Morris reposted it. The Sounders posted it. And so it was just really cool. You know, he, he loves him. There was a phase when he was about three and a half where he'd cry if he didn't score in a game, <laughs> uh, even if they won, he's just, he was just really loved him throughout the last couple of years, you know, as a young kid. And so it was just really great to have someone who didn't need to take the time to take the time. Um, and I think he'll remember that for the rest of his life. So it was a really, really cool moment. And we appreciated it. You know, my husband and I so much. It was awesome. Absolutely. That's amazing. Uh, definitely wanted to open with that because that's such just such an awesome, awesome experience for, for him to have and to share. And I knew everybody would really enjoy hearing that. So awesome. So big, big congrats. Yeah. We can't wait until that thing gets framed and is maybe yes. in your background. So he doesn't understand. No, it's got to go in his room. He was already um, mad. Like, no, I'm sleeping in it every night. We were like, no, you're not. <laughs> I guess, I guess we can allow that. That's okay. Yeah. Um, but we're going to do our quick recap right now because we have a double game week coming up for round 15 and not just one double game week. This is basically like a month of double game weeks coming up with back to back to back. We're going to be there with you for the whole time, but just be ready for double game weeks to be coming at you fast and furious. And that means it's going to be a whole month of because MLS. So be ready for that. We're going to do a, a quick little bit of our expectations versus reality for me. Just one game right there is always able to catch this weekend. And that's the Cincinnati game at Colorado. I'll be honest, I expected some rotation at this game uh, after what happened with the 120 minutes with uh, US Open Cup and with this double game round coming up uh, against a couple of conference teams. But the reality was that was not what happened. Uh, Cincinnati brought out an A lineup and uh, they got the, the three points with one goal. Acosta was being awesome right there. Baji proving his worth uh, as a player. I don't think it translates to fantasy. Uh, he's, he's done some good setups for us, uh, but I think he's more of just, just doing very well for the team, but I'm, I'm not really seeing that translate to fantasy necessarily. Um, but Acosta is still right there where he should be great performance from the defense. Uh, Colorado though, they really came out in the second half. So they, they've got some players back. They did some, some different some different formations there at the end, taking uh, Abubakar out to be a bit more offensive. And they definitely did have a higher hand. I don't know if that's really going to make them more fantasy viable. And I don't know how many people are betting against Colorado right now. But Colorado at home is always a tough game. Uh, but that was uh, not quite what I expected after that first, first half. I was thinking this is going to be a lot of good bonus point potential for Cincinnati. So Colorado may not be giving those up as much going forward. Otherwise, same story for, for Cincinnati with the players you're targeting, uh, if you're targeting them in each of, of the rounds. Uh, for me, I got 79 points, which I felt was kind of like a, again, meh, had had a, 
some some good performances from my defense, not very good performances from my forwards, and some average performances for defense. I thought I blew everything when I forgot to. Uh, I did the the Montreal keeperoo, and I forgot to make the change before the game started. I was like, crap. And I had Fry in the goal, which Ashley was like, guys, what are you doing with Fry? And he got me eight points. So uh, I got eight instead of nine, which is fine because I thought I was going to end up with like two. So it was uh, it was a flub that worked out before we started. I could have had 80 points, uh, but uh, still still just fine overall. Uh, and uh, I'd love to hear from people in chat how you all did as well for this past round. Saw some points shared on Twitter already. So it seems like some great scores. But let's move on to Ashley. Yeah, this is one of my my tougher rounds of of the season. I think um, I got a little roster like lineup happy um, and made some changes. I, I wasn't that didn't work out. I guess I pulled the armband off Mukhtar and put it in all, on Almada when I saw those lineups, which obviously ended up being a, a mistake. Um, I got a seventy six. I lost all my head to heads. Uh, it just, but I'm so rich. You know, I don't need to care. I guess um if that if that matters still uh I had both Herrera's my bench barely hit I did have Herrera the Montreal defender on my bench but um just a rough midfield week for me um not a great Cucho did did fine he was my only starting striker um I got I don't know I feel like I saw other people say this but I can't remember but I got really excited about where Lennon was in that Atlanta lineup um and ended up going with him when he wasn't even on my team originally and that kind of bit me in the ass so um you know not not my best week I had a couple um expectations versus reality New England and Chicago um maybe this was just me but I expected a New England win honestly even without heel um once I saw him on the bench I figured he'd sub in um, but the reality was a 3-3 tie, um, and it was just kind of a sloppy mess from both sides. So it leaves me really wondering about that defense. It leaves me wondering about Chicago's credibility. Not anything I think I want to touch from the fantasy perspective yet, but um, definitely an interesting an interesting result. Um, LA Galaxy versus Charlotte. Um, honestly, I expected LA Galaxy to win by a few. I didn't, but I saw Fuig in a couple teams. Um a couple other people looking at Chicharito uh, felt ambitious to me, but I thought the matchup was favorable, but it, the reality was, you know, Charlotte won one nil. Um, and it was just a reminder that the galaxy, honestly, I think are in shambles from the front office to the field. So um, I think that that's a team I, I really don't know if I can touch for a while. Um, it's just a real dumpster fire down there. Uh, and then lastly, Seattle versus Red Bull. Honestly, I expected a tie, possibly a scoreless tie. Um, as you know, I feel like now I have to definitely start being pro Seattle after all the nice things that they did for my family. But <laughs> the reality is, you know, defensively and offensively, they haven't really been hitting. But Jordan Morris got on the score sheet, which was great, even though he got hurt. Um, and Seattle defense got another shutout, which is something we got used to for a while in fantasy. Um, and then, you know, they haven't been able to replicate for a couple of rounds. Uh, so that was that was good to see. Jordan Morris looks to be out for one to two weeks, um, which I think just really continues to dampen that attack. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see. All right, thank you so much for that, Ashley Christian. Uh, I would like to echo Ashley's sentiment about LA Galaxy. I think they're uh, a heaping pile of steaming trash. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, 
onto my stuff. Uh, like <laughs> I got an 88 um, and I'm just flabbergasted that I actually did okay with an 88. Um, my bacon was saved by Mr. Hanny J. Mukhtar. I don't know if his middle name is Jay or whatever, but um, <laughs> he was my captain and um, I was solidly on him all week. Didn't waver. I don't, don't understand why you people even took the cap off of him. I don't frankly. know. I don't know, Christian. Um, I had Amada all the way. Yeah, I, I was solidly on Mukhtar. Um, and, you know, I was totally expecting disaster this week because I got to tell you, I've been doing this a while and I don't remember a tougher week to make picks than this last week was. Um, the matchups were all just so nebulous and really, frankly, terrible. And I couldn't, I, I don't know, my, it broke my brain. I, I just don't, I never do that. Like when my brain breaks, it just like breaks over like one or two picks. And, you know, I suffer for that, but my brain broke all across the table this week. I could not figure anything out. Um, there wasn't really a game to focus on, really. I mean, like nothing was obvious as, oh, that's a great matchup for that team, given all the variables and whatnot. Um, uh, reality versus expectation. Um, Orlando versus Atlanta. Um, my note here just basically asks a question. When are we going to wise up and acknowledge the fact that Atlanta are really, really bad on the road and not so great at home either? <laughs> um, I'll just let that sit. I, I don't. I don't need to expound upon that question. It's dramatic enough. Um, Toronto versus DC United. Um, all that drama around Bernadeschi and and what you know, like Bob, and he's on the hot seat and like all the underperformance. And I think they've got like Seattle syndrome. I really do. It's sort of like, um, you know, we've been good for so long and now we suck so bad. It's just unpalatable. And we kind of over-index on the suck part. Um, when in reality, you're, you've got a competent team. It's just not going very well right now. Um, I think Toronto is okay. Uh, I think not having Michael Bradley hurts them. Um, but anyway, I expected a DC route and, um, I even threw a couple of DC United defenders on my bench. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Tyler for talking me into that. Um, and, and, you know, they basically embarrassed the crap out of DC United. Um, uh, San Jose, oh, sorry. Um, San Jose versus Dallas. I was going to say something about Kansas City, but it looks like somebody deleted it. <laughs> um, San Jose versus Dallas. Um, all I'll say there is it's becoming pretty obvious that uh, Christian Espinoza, his fantasy scores, or his fantasy production rather, really does rely upon Cade Cowell's movement and presence on the field because I think what's happening, and a couple of people, this was not originally my idea, like a couple of people in chat, uh, San Jose uh, fans brought this up. It, you know, Kyle's movement draws, it, it creates space and draws like a good decoy forward or winger does. Um, his speed is there so that you have to account for him. So he's drawing players toward him, the focus. 
when Kikanovich is on the field, for some reason, they're going, Kikanovich, what the heck? Is this a mosquito? You know, like they don't care about him. So they're focusing more on defending the box. And it's really translated to Espinoza being uh, shut down a bit. Um, so that's pretty much my my takeaway. And it's sad because I have Espinoza in draft league and he's put up a couple of blanks lately and I'm not very happy about it. But anyway, Blaine? Yeah, I got a 78 and I had what I actually, my mom randomly came down. So I went to the lake with her, had no phone signal to really check anything, didn't have time. So I said it for the show last week and I ended up with the 78. That includes only having, uh, having one of my scrubs on my bench. So I actually did not get the second sub in on my bench play. So I had to eat Benteke seven, but I got Swiderski's eight off the bench because I heavily bet against LA because they are a dumpster fire and giving up goals. So I just went with, I thought Swiderski was ready for one and it hit, but I had the armband on Espinoza. So I took a six for my captain instead of, Mukhtar at home, which, I mean, you should always captain Mukhtar at home at this point in the season. He's been doing this for three years now. I don't see why not. And, I like, actually, I did the double Herrera this week, and that paid off huge. Uh, takeaways, I had uh, just a couple of them. I expected a tighter game from Sporting and Portland. Uh, Portland got that early goal, and then it was all Sporting from there on. I don't know if Portland decided to sit back for a little bit, but Sporting dominated the possession. The sad part is everybody got on the score sheet. It wasn't – I don't think anybody for Sporting had a goal and an assist. It was one for everybody, and the highest player was a nine. So it's great to see four goals. I know one of them was an own goal, but when you get three goals, you expect somebody to hit double digits, and they didn't which is always frustrating in the fantasy game. So just watch that. I think it's still going to be a lot of scoring by committee there. But the more surprising one, or not really surprising one for me, but Montreal versus Miami, I think we got to talk about. Miami's not scoring on anybody right now. They don't look great. So I know I'm not the only one that went in on Montreal's defense. I know their keeper was in a lot of keeperoos as well. But that defense is looking better and better all the time. I don't know if the midfield with the couple of new additions is looking that much better or just shielding them. But that's a defense where you've been kind of jumping in on a little bit more every week. So keep that in mind going forward. And what was once the, probably the worst defense in the league, Miami just couldn't score on them. So I think that says a lot about both of these teams. I think – and I just keep an eye on both of them because I – I just think Miami's or Montreal is going to be one of those we watch for the next few weeks and see if that defense really does hold up or not. Here's right, Blank well, complaining about having to eat it, eat a what, a seven? A seven. Yeah, I that two o'clock kickoff central uh, for SKC, I had, I, I, I was forced to eat a two Ooh. because I had Russell. Mm hmm. And couldn't I didn't I wasn't near a phone or anything so <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that happened so I did I had Russell at the beginning but I did swap out ended up uh, going with um, just two forwards this week and I had I had Kara and Gigi and so ended up getting 
one of the two points subbed in, but I did have Herrera on the bench that at least got those those 11 points from that Montreal game. But otherwise, some performances, like I said. So tis what happens. Uh, but this week, there will be ample opportunity for people to rebound if you had sort of uh, an eh response to your round 14, because round 15 is here and it's going to have a big double game week. And we're going to talk about some of the details that you need to know about that next in our housekeeping section. Hello and welcome back. We're talking housekeeping for the upcoming double game week round 15. We're going to skip over our league updates real quick because this is a pretty decent double game week. So we'll get back to that one next week. And we're going to start with the actual double game week information. Everything starts on Wednesday, May 31st at 7 o'clock p.m. So it's going to be in a couple of days or one day, depending on when you're listening to, or maybe today, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, but Wednesday, May 31st at seven o'clock PM with Atlanta versus new England revolution. And uh, then it's just going to be like normal seven 38, 39, 30, 10, 30 games after that. And then the rest of the games are going to kick off on Saturday. Now, important thing to remember is that um, Atlanta is a uh, single game week team and new england is not but atlanta is one of the single game week teams and so uh, as far as single game week teams on wednesday there's atlanta and la galaxy and on saturday there's portland orlando nashville and st louis everybody else is on a double except for lafc who have a bye again we'll get to more about that in just a second uh, the teams who are on a double home game this week columbus miami New York City FC, Philadelphia, Austin, Seattle, and Vancouver. Teams with a double road away game this week. New England Revolution, Montreal, Charlotte, Chicago, San Jose Earthquakes, and Houston. And then finally, the teams with a home away game split, not necessarily in that order. Colorado, DC United, New York Red Bulls, Cincinnati, Toronto, Minnesota, Sporting Kansas City, Dallas, and Real Salt Lake. Uh, and as I already mentioned, LAFC have a bye, but that's because but that doesn't mean they're playing. They're not playing. They they do have a couple of uh, CCL games that are going to be happening within this this period. I think one on Wednesday and one on Sunday, maybe. Uh, but they're going to be playing a couple of times this round as well. So keep that in mind when they are back into the mix, they are playing a couple of games this week, just not for MLS. As for switcheroo options, again, just like last round, LEFC, not a great team for your switcheroos. Even for people like Ashley and, no, and Tyler, you may be flush with cash, but you can still save some pennies here or there. And so LAFC, I don't think are the best team. You're definitely going to be looking at those Saturday teams. Uh, Portland and Orlando have some options as well, um, as well as St. Louis. That's going to be a good source for some some pretty cheap players right there. Depending on where they fall and how you like the, those lineups, you could also look at Atlanta if you want to get and or LA Galaxy if you want to get your scrubs out early. But look to those single game week teams and the ones on Saturday. I think are going to give you the most flexibility if you are even going to try to do some weird stuff this week, as it will likely be Otteroos that most people will be going with unless you're going to try to do a keeperoo with with one game. But I'm sure we'll get to that coming up. But there are going to be suspensions and injuries to cover. And don't forget, 
Uh, yellow card warnings will be very, very important this round. As if you get your, your fifth yellow card in your first game, you will miss your second game if you're a double game week team. And uh, it's just, just a classic because MLS stuff right there. But Blaine, give us the updates from the mega reference. Yeah, good news. Uh, Rui Diaz and Lewis Morgan both made the bench this week. Neither one of them played, but being on the bench is a huge first step. Uh, given some other news, I think it's really good to have Rui back out there on the bench. They may need him and have to push him a little faster than they wanted to now. And then Red Bull just need whatever help they can get. So the faster they can get Morgan in, the better off they're going to be as a club. Uh, red cards, there were a few this weekend. Uh, Chicharito picked up one for the Galaxy. Joao Paulo picked up one for Seattle. And then Judson for San Jose got one as well. Uh, yellow card accumulations hitting pretty good too right now. Nuobodo for uh, Cincy is a big game changer on how that team lines up. Uh, Cabral for Colorado's out. Glad for RSL. Um, and then St. Louis has got two with Stroud and Parker. And so that's a big hit for them as well. Uh, the bigger one though, since we know who's out, it's who could miss the second game. Uh, and there are some big names on this one that I know we're probably looking at until we see them here. Uh, Barry Alfresinci is one away. Valesco for Dallas. Uh, Pablo Ruiz for RSL, who's been in pretty good form lately. Uh, Rusnak for Seattle and Roldan for Seattle. That's Alex there. So that's two of them, I think. When you see double home and you see the way Seattle's been playing at times, that's uh, Richie Larea for TFC. And then Jose Martinez for Philly. Expect him to get one in that first game. He always does. Um, and then some major injuries here. We've got some big ones. Vaisanen uh, for Austin is out for two months at least with an injury. Tiago Martins is confirmed out for Wednesday. Johnny Russell's got a hamstring issue, which kept him out of the last game, and it's reported as long-term. Uh, McMath, goalkeeper in for RSL, has got a concussion. Ahmed for Vancouver, who we've liked as one of those cheap options. Uh, it's being listed as a severe concussion, so could be season ending at that point. Don't know, but that's likely out long term. Uh, Jordan Morris, they're listing it as a groin with two weeks there. Uh, Velasia for Columbus, uh, one of their defenders. Uh, Cervania for Toronto's got a knee. Uh, Canoose is in concussion protocol for DC. Paul Marie for San Jose. And Dallas won that Silva then, whatever. Yeah, I can't pronounce his name. I'll just I just butcher it and whatever. Uh the one name you can't pronounce for Dallas, he is also listed, but don't have anything concrete on what's going on there. And then U20 is still going on. I'm not gonna read all of those names, but you can look those guys up. But you the US side is still there and playing. Excellent. Thank you so much for that uh, information, Blaine. You can find out more information, the latest information, by heading over to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord channel. Uh, that is at the easiest way to get there. So go to MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord, and you're going to go over to the Fantasy Tools section and look for the mega reference that is pinned up in the, the top right corner. You can see the little pin icon, and that is where you will find the mega reference that people like Tyler and Christian and others within our community update uh, pretty regularly. And that's is a 100% community-driven project. So if you see information that needs to be updating, 
just just uh, message one of the moderators or hit up the, the general chat to have people there be able to make those updates. But it is a fantastic resource. And so I definitely recommend people check it out, especially during these big double game weeks. So you can be up to date at least on those yellow card accumulations, which may or may not be updated on the MLS website. I've not looked because I usually just look at the mega reference. So check it out, MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. Uh, but that's enough of the housekeeping because now we're going to start talking about which players we are, are looking at uh, at this point, before this round 15 double game week kicks off right next. All right, and welcome back. We're talking about our player targets, at least Monday evening, our player targets for the upcoming double game week round 15. Ashley, who are you looking at, keepers and defenders? Yeah, um, I'm going to skip ahead to something that Christian's going to say, which is that... Uh, Blake is not a good spot for a Philly player, and I agree with him. So I, when I looked at keepers, I still want to do a keeper um, because there's still late games the first round. I just I like to do it. I don't need to save the money. There's not a keeper that jumps out at me enough to do a single keeper uh, or a single keeper, I should say. So when I looked at the matchups, I thought Schulte or Blake. Um, I think. Blake has a better chance at it, but there's three other Philly players that I want that aren't him. So right now I think it's going to be Schulte um, to, and someone smack me, Fry or the Vancouver keeper. Um, I think that Seattle has just hoodwinked me. There's no way they get keep a shutout against Portland. Um, one shutout doesn't really put them back for me on the on the defensive radar so i think statistically it'll back them but um i don't feel super great about it and also because based on projected lineups seattle will rotate heavily for the midweek game like a lot um a lot of young kids a lot of names you're not going to recognize um i don't think yamar will go both games um i think that he'll get he'll get rotated for ariaga um, so I worry about the rotation and how that will affect Fry. I don't really think Stephen Fry will get rotated for Wednesday, um, but I could see a lot of other players getting sat. Um, with that said, defenders, I like Gressel this week. Um, he really burned me the last time I, I had him, but I, I definitely want to pick him up again. Um, Barrial, last time I gambled and I started him and he didn't, you know, totally screw me, <laughs> but... Uh, I don't know. At NYCFC feels a little yellow cardy. Um, so he might be a bench play. I also like Wagner for Philly, one of the players that I think I want instead of Andre Blake. Um, and then I am also feeling deep hinds. And I know Christian said that uh they kind of got him this this past round. So I don't know, maybe I'm I'm reading too much trust into into DC defense, but I do like their matchups. Um, and I think that 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 would be a, a decent play. Like I said, I'm considering a Seattle defender, but I think well, I don't think I know um, that they're going to rotate. Uh, one of the center backs won't either Reagan or Yamar. Um, but last time I thought it would be Yamar and it ended up being Reagan. Uh, so it's def- I definitely don't trust it. Um, it's a it's a play I would leave until the midweek game because that's when they'll they'll rotate. So when lineups come out for that. Um, I might make a decision there, but yeah. Lane. Yeah, I'm torn on this one. 
I get the logic not to go Blake, but Blake was the first one I wanted because I don't see a valid Aru for this week on your keeper spots. I know Fry looks good, but if they heavily rotate against San Jose in that first game, I mean, we've been talking about Espinosa way too much this year. I don't trust that on the back end. I just, I, I don't. And then you get that Portland game, which is always actually actually always tells you not to bet against, not to bet on Seattle at home. Portland always finds a way to score. You don't bet on the home game. team in that rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's just, it, there's too much variance there. Um, Vancouver is kind of the same way. I know I've been high on them, but Herrera has been a guy we've gone for. Houston looks better. I just, I don't know. And then seeing Sporting have a couple of major outburst games like that. I just worry that that's going to happen to him again. I just, I don't trust anyone. So I kind of want to go with the safe option in Blake. I guess if I were to do an Aru, it would be on the back end with one of those guys. Actually, I'll echo you. You're talking about Pines. Uh, Miller was another one that I liked as a keeper here in a, on the front end of a keeper room. Because if you're going to look at it, if they get the clean sheet against Montreal, that's great. I, I like the, the second game's not that bad with Miami. I just, I don't know where to go with this one. I may just, if I, I don't have Celentano here, I wouldn't be opposed to Celentano, but I'd have to drop Barrial out of my lineup. Or something like that. So it's again, it's where do you spend your Cincy spots for me? And so I'm torn here. It's just I don't want to downgrade because I don't trust any of the other keepers as much as I like those two, but those spots are full. So with Blake in there, I don't have Wagner at the moment. That may be a mistake. I may bring in Wagner and and drop um, one of another player from Philly here. But uh, Gressel's a lock for me. And then I'm leaning towards Dugenic for Columbus. I like those matchups for Columbus at home. I, but they're gonna. Smart... They just lost their other center back. Is this the one thing that I want to point out? Because that's what's giving me pause against Schulte. Is they're they're more rotated than Seattle are going to be. Almost no one that's starting for that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. Their opponents aren't that. The, yes, their matchups are so favorable, but that back line's going to be, you know, pieced together because they just lost another center back. They're just going to, instead of three at the back, they're going to go, you know, two center backs. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just <clears throat> I that feeling it's Columbus and, and Charlotte, which I know either one of those teams can, or not Columbus, Colorado and Charlotte, either mm-hmm. one of those teams can get a goal on them. I'm not saying that. It's just, I see a lot of goals this week. I don't see a ton of clean sheets with the way these are lining out. And you only have limited spots on those double home teams. And if Seattle's totally out, I like Columbus is probably the next best double home team that you've got. So you're really, I'm really playing the odds on that one and seeing where I end up. But that's where what I'm looking at right now. And then my other two are scrubs because I always do the just auto roo on the front end on a double game week. Christian. Uh sorry, I have very loud children uh in the oh, background. We can't um if you hear any salty language, it's because I taught them those sure. words. <laughs> okay. Um so uh I'm going with uh Schulte to into Takaoka. 
Yep, Blake is a waste of a Philly spot, in my opinion. Uh, you're right. Uh, I could totally see, and I did consider uh, Miller on the bench because you could just easily abandon him if he fails that first game and just put, you know, like Takaoka, you know. Um, I'm not really that afraid of of uh, of Columbus's opponents, and I think we've just covered that, so I'm not going to go much further into it. Um, for defenders, I have uh, Wagner. I actually considered capping Wagner, but you know that's that's another discussion. Um, I also have Yamar. Well, we could talk about it. Um, we have we have I have Yamar. Um, I do trust Seattle's defense, although although in game one, uh, jo- Joao Paulo being out is likely going to impact their defense quite a bit. Um, and especially if they, if Schmetzer does decide to rotate, I kind of see that, I promise you they're going to rotate. I promise. Well, in the first game? Yes, cause, 100%, because the weekend game is Portland. Yeah. There are, yeah. I, I guarantee you there will be two to three regular starters in that Seattle lineup for the Wednesday game, one of which will be Stefan Fry. And the guarantee. Uh, Ariaga, Ariaga makes me want to, like, stick a fork in my eyes. So I might... Oh yeah. Well, and he won't go both, right? That's that's yeah. The, yeah. If Yamar's yeah. starting on Wednesday, he'll start on Saturday. There's no no way he wouldn't. But I'm saying you might not see him in that lineup. So what's your pivot? Well, yeah. <laughs> I just uh, want you to have one, Christian. <laughs> you're asking me questions I don't <laughs> know the answer to right now. Uh, yeah. So what about? Uh, I'm curious about that. Uh, uh, that kid who's playing Baker? for Nuhu. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that Nuhu will start the Portland game. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I Baker's playing well um, and they signed him to a full contract. So he will be, you know what I mean? He's going to be the projected lineup from Sounder at Heart is Baker, Reagan, Ariaga, Baker, Whiting. Two, two and a half of those players you would never want. Yeah, I'm fleeing from that. Yeah, like, yes, Reagan maybe it's not happening. Yeah, Reagan maybe, but um, yeah. like I said, just if if you do Ariaga, have a backup plan for when Wednesday lineups come out. I'm doing him with a backup plan. You're picking Ariaga? Oh God, no, Yamar. Oh Yamar. <laughs> I was going to say what? No. <laughs> You're doing yay more. Enjoy your enjoy your negative score from two old goals. No, 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 no. Uh, let's see. Well, okay. So th- that was a distraction. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry. Um, let's see. Uh, so I, where am I? I I've got Wagner. I've got not Yamar. Um, I have actually, you know, I probably will actually stick John Tolkien in that spot. Love him. Uh, um, because he's, uh, he's actually got a motor and, you know, like he came out in a tweet and said, or a, an interview and said something about um <laughs> said something about like you know how sick MLS has to be at, in the scheduling office to like you know have them fly all the way the heck out to Seattle and then have them turn right around and go to to Miami mm-hmm. um and and Could to me that's, well yeah and that to me that's funny because Tolkien plays like he's well rested doesn't matter doesn't matter how many games per 
you know, month he's on. He's always he's always energetic. Sorry, I just killed a mosquito in my my LaCroix. That's gonna focus, be Christian. Sorry. Oh God. Um, so anyway, uh I also have Gressel. Here's the problem with Gressel is that the Canadian championship is like coming up and there's going to be like so many problems there um, with, uh, with, with Vancouver. The, the other problem is the other problem is this, is that Gressel, I think Tyler mentioned this last week. Gressel hasn't exactly been great lately. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might rethink that. But anyway, I'm putting Barrio on my bench for uh, very good reasons. Um, I'm not going to start him outright. I'm not really one of those guys that that's afraid of a second or like a, like a yellow card if you're on warning. I, I think that shouldn't really dictate uh, whether or not you're sure about a player. Because if you're sure about a player, you know you're sure about a player. I mean, so anyway, uh, I'm sure about him, but I. I, I had him since he's early. I had him on the bench and I'll, I may just start him. I don't know yet. Um, but yeah, I, I also had here that I could have put Alex on my bench or, or on the field, but that's not happening. So, Oh, Seattle. Okay. That's it for me. <laughs> no, I think you guys made some good points. Uh, I, I'm honestly surprised with the Schulte. I, I don't feel like, uh, like I get what what Ashley's saying about uh, some of the injuries and some of the rotations, giving up three goals in, in both of the, the last two games there. Um, so so I have some big questions about Schulte as part of that keeper. I think Takaoka is is a good shout for that. I am not sure about. I think the Houston game is the toughest one. The Sporting Kansas. I mean, I guess you guys are getting a little bit of your your oh. get up and go back. But go ahead, Christian. Uh, here's here's the reason you'd want Schulte is because he gets bonus points. Like crazy, he does like, get some like, bonus like points. Like so bonus points for a goalkeeper. Like he ended, on, I think, on a five. He did end up on a like, five, and he got yeah. three goals scored on him. Yeah, so that's why he's my bench keeper. You can do ahead. that. No, no, that that yeah. makes that makes total sense. I mean, I, I'm thinking that Takaoka does make a good backup, but I, I I'd be looking at somebody like Miller or Salantano myself as maybe yeah. one of the other other options. I think those are clearly there of guys who maybe also have that chance for a clean sheet because a hundred percent and with you, Christian, Blake's a waste. I think you're looking at I think this is an easy week for three Philadelphia players, and that the the ceiling for the field players is is much better than what you have for Blake. And so that even though he's a little bit cheaper than what you would normally expect Blake to be that you have more potential for bang for your buck with, with the field players. So, so I do, I am in that camp that Blake is a waste this round uh, mentions from Chad. If you do want to go with someone sneaky from Columbus, cause they do have two home games and it's against some, some weaker teams. We mentioned him last week. And so we can say him again, this wing um, Amundsen over there is now at Columbus. A name that we mentioned a few times in previous years when he was at New York city FC. And so, that could be uh, some sneaky points right there if you're looking for maybe a differential. Maybe he'll be in Ranch's article. I don't know. Keep up with that. We'll have that coming up right now. Yeah, also but... reminded us, Blaine, that Degenic is injured. So please don't pick him up. There you go. And great tips about Ashley with that rotation. I was actually looking at uh, EMR myself, but uh, am really worried. He's got some great bonus point production this year, but uh, with with rotations being heavily expected that would be a reason that i would want to shy away from from seattle especially especially this round so 
Yeah, because you'd only have the Vancouver, San Jose, or Houston to pull from. You know? Correct. Correct. So, I don't want. I, okay, it's, center backs don't get rotated. Like so he, usually. So he is projected to get rotated by Sounder at Heart, who is usually ninety nine percent accurate. Sure. Um, and the last double game week, Reagan got rotated. Okay. Um, and he's young and so not weird. injured. So that's why they're projecting Reagan will go both this time and Yamar won't. Yeah, I I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying I, it's normally, weird to me too. I just it's they don't rotate center backs because they don't run mm-hmm. that far. Sure. Yeah. And then the last team that I want to mention is Minnesota. Christian, are you how confident are you feeling about but your guys this week? Austin, Toronto, not too uh yeah. behemoths this this week i think there could be some potential there for at least one clean sheet um there's potential for sure i was looking up some stats earlier and um minnesota allows i think it's something like in the league league-wide both conferences we're talking here the most crosses into the penalty area and the okay. most touches in the penalty area and that just sorry you know, like that's not that great, you know, uh, which is putting our guys on their back foot all the time. And then, of course, you have Will Trap, and that pause is a dirty word, by the way, um, who likes to uh, at least once every game foul someone 20 yards from goal. So it, it's every game, like. It should be his specialty, really. Um, so if, if trap starts in in said game, you know that they're going to get a, a, a juicy free kick um, and possibly a goal because, you know, uh, yeah, we have Will Trap. Anyway, yeah, I'm not really very confident in Minnesota until Reynoso shows up. Um, we're not real. Our XG is in the basement. Um you know, Longwane is is a godsend. Like if we didn't have Bonji, we we'd be bottom of the league. Period. Like it just is not. We're just a terrible team. Um, but yeah, I hope that answers your question. No, I think it does. Uh, and and I'm less I'm less concerned about your XG as I am about your XCS for, for the clean sheets. And I, I just know yeah, I mean well, I don't uh, ever expect a clean sheet. During the last double game week with Houston and Portland, you had you came up with two clean sheets. You gave up one to RSL this week. Prior to that, you did give up three goals in both of those two games. But Austin has not been fantastic. Toronto is definitely struggling. I think that looking at Minnesota could be uh, an option. Maybe it's going to be a bench option this round, but that's not a team that uh, necessarily is, is uh, could be dismissed. But for me, I'm, I'm keeping an eye uh, potentially like that. Love to yeah. be, hopefully be able to check out uh lineup IQ and see what some of those percentages percentages are yeah. for this round. A reason to, to like Minnesota is we do tend to, 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 sh- we, we employ high press middle press and, and we we shut down playmakers and that's probably I say that on the heels of saying most touches in the box, most, you know, like it's, it's so weird, our stats. Um, I just don't know how we're doing it, frankly. And I'm not sure that we're, that's sustainable. I guess that's the point I'm making. But no, that's fair. Very fair. Do, our midfield actually does shut down people. So it, it just, you know, it's, it's, it, 
beware, buyer yeah. beware, caveat yeah. and tour, you know. Well, let's move on to some of those bread and butter players right now in the midfield. So who are you looking at, Blaine? Yeah, probably pretty cookie cutter with a lot of other people. Um, Zella, Gazdag, and Acosta were easy ads, uh, double home on all of those, or not double home on all of them. Acosta's playing one and one, but the way that he's come around lately um, and given some of the other options, I kind of struggled to find my fifth mid this week. Those so, three are consensus as well. Yeah. So those three are easy. Um, honestly, I was looking at Rusnak, but the rotation and the yellow card warning that I didn't realize when I did my first draft, I think I have to go ahead and just drop him out. Given all the rotation, I like the way he's been playing lately, but I can't take the risk on this. Um, so honestly, seeing everything going on with Parker and Stroud out for St. Louis, I'm actually leaning more towards Hector Herrera taking the double road here. Um, Vancouver's one of those could be a tough matchup for them. I really just don't know, but I love that idea of going to St. Louis, missing a couple of players and all of that. I think Herrera could have a, be one of those really kind of under the radar picks with the double road that has a monster game on the back end of this and gets me a ton of points. And then I think I'm going to go Homer with a bench play, and I like the way Tommy's been playing. I don't. He got subbed to... out, hurt though. He got subbed out he in like the seventy something minutes. They rotate quite a bit. I don't think he was hurt. I think they they just they rotate quite a bit. The app right. said injury. Oh, uh, I don't know that I trust the app. I haven't heard anything from the yeah. <laughs> the app misses a lot of injuries that are injuries, and they they flag a few, and then the guy plays the next week. Sure. So. I like the I, I just I like the way he's been getting in on the exchange with the other guys. I think he's been the more consistent. Just he's mixing with everybody really well. And I just I don't know Dallas and then at Vancouver. I just I have that feeling the form is coming in right now for this team. Everything's clicking. Um, there's been some turnover with Russell out. I like the way they're lining up, especially if Shelton's not the one going out there. If it's Shionis on the wing, I think that adds a lot of value all over the place. It just opens up that field for the midfielders. And I just I have that feeling they said it's a homer pick for sure, but I just have that feeling that this is the week we can see some big returns for somebody, and I think it's gonna be Tommy. Christian. Um, I also have Zellerion and Lucho Acosta. I'm starting them. Uh, I am very confident in them. They are up against opponents that statistically, well, let me just get the stats out. Uh, Brandon from Discord uh, was talking to me about this and he brought up, um, you know, uh, about Zellerion and, and Gazdag actually. Whether or not they start, they get rotated, it might be a good idea that you keep them in your team because Charlotte are last for penalty kick goals allowed in the league. They give up a penalty kick every 3.5 matches. That's us. That's astounding. Um, so both those guys are up against Charlotte this week at home. So, uh, yeah, it's worth a gamble. Um, Chicago, New York City, and, and Austin are last in the league 
or corner kick goals allowed. So, you know, you're going to want to like pay particular attention to um, weaknesses in, on, on the defenses that you're picking against. I mean, I know a lot of us, we like to, you know, like, oh, yeah, he's been doing well. We look at form. We look at other re uh, reasons to pick up a player. This is the week when we're struggling to find a fifth midfielder or even a fourth and fifth mi midfielder. Um, it's it's the week to actually do some stats digging and, and figure out the defenses that you're going to exploit with your midfielder picks. Um uh what else here i've got insigne i do not like it i don't like it um his matchup at home is pretty good it's predicated upon whether or not bernadeshi is still out or in the doghouse or whatever wherever he is um because that puts insigne on all set pieces and that's why he's in my team if i see bernadeshi in the lineup um, in the first slate of games, I think I'm going to fade Insigne for somebody else. Um, uh, on my bench, I'm actually benching a midfielder this week, and I might actually bench two midfielders gasp. this week. Double gasp. Yeah. Oh, well, no. I mean, benching a midfielder is perfectly viable. It's scrubbing a midfielder that's the the uh, unforgivable that, sin. Take, fair, fair. Um, so I have... Uh, Gabby Pereira from New York City. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, New York City is a hot mess. They are they are just terrible. Like you know, like you know, I've mentioned before they're coached by a PE teacher. He's just clueless, and I I don't understand how a city group team can be so bad. But anyway, um, Gabby Pereira is the only bright spot in that in that uh, on that team. Um, he actually is brave enough to shoot. Um, talking to talking about you, Santi Rodriguez. Uh, he Santi is Santi's fine. He's on set pieces. He just doesn't he doesn't shoot the ball. Like I like I I just hate watching those guys. But I've got Gabby on on my bench because you know I, he's double home game and you know I think he has very good shot at getting at least an assist or a goal. Um, just because he's willing to take the bull by the horns and make something happen. That's me. Ashley. We got Ashley. I, I got, I got nothing different. I, uh, I got Acosta, Insigna, Zella Gazdag. I feel pretty good about, and then I'm going to roll with SB still this week. Uh, Why not Ladero? Rotation. I would never. <laughs> I've seen his name mentioned Why? in chat. His name's popped up in chat. Not by me. I'm not doing it. I okay. don't think, well, first of all, I don't think he's going to play midweek. Um, yeah. I I like Espinosa's matchups. I agree with Christian that there's definitely been something missing since since Cal left, but I'm, I still like. He could very easily put up another three and a three. hundred I mean, percent. Yeah, yeah. I, but I like him this week with the matchup. So that's, that's where I'm currently at with the fifth spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I uh, thought that I, I've got everything same. I, I love Herrera. I saw his name mentioned in chat as well. Uh, I thought it might have been uh, one of the under the radar ones, but um, I was also liking um, New York City FC Christian for for potential midfield spot 
Sorry. right there. So I, no, no, I, no. You're... They call me the dream crusher for. No, 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 no. You're you're totally fine. You're totally fine. I think that's that's a, that's a great shout out. So and it helps me feel like ah yeah, maybe I'm not not totally crazy, but uh, that was another one that I was thinking as could potentially be be a good matchup. Don't know what's going to happen with Cincinnati game and New England's not been awesome on the road at times. So, uh, but it could be a tougher, it could be one of the tougher double home games uh, I would say for, for a team. So uh, lots of options here. I think if you're, if you are running with five midfielders, which tends to be the general consensus here that you do have some, some options this week and how you want to play that in that fifth. So be interested in seeing what the conversation leads out the rest of these next two days. Let's head on over to forwards though. Christian. I have the only two that should matter this week. And that is Cucho and Carranza. Um, I am scrubbing a forward. Um, this is a very rare week for me. I always run a four or five one. I'm not doing that this week. I'm starting all three forwards and one of them is going to be a scrub. <clears throat> yeah, I, I get it. Totally get it with the way you have it lined up right there. Ashley. Yeah, I agree. Cucho Carranza. Um, I'm not running a scrub. I'm scrubbing a defender this week. Um, kind of a throwback to what Chris said at the top of the show. I don't see a ton of shutouts this week. I'd, I, um, I'd like to see what Ryan's data says. Um, but there's nothing that I'm like overwhelmingly confident in. And so I feel more comfortable scrubbing a defender. Um, I'm going to throw Benteke on my bench. Um, I think there's another, a couple other names that, that you could throw in there um, and, and consider uh, as, as a bench striker. Um, you know, I, I think that Carranza is an interesting shout. Um, I always worry, what week was it? So one of you remember, there's a week where we all picked Carranza, but Uri went off. Um, <laughs> so that gets me a little nervous. I, I don't know that I double pick. Um, but still, I think some of the Cincy strikers, um, you know, are, I, I, like I said, I just think that there's other Jossie Zardes is, is on the board there with double home. I think that there's other bench striker options. Don't even think about it. I, he's, he <laughs> better do it. He better do it. He, he's not going to do it. <laughs> he's going to do it. Um, but for me, I, I'm going, I'm going Benteke, um, Again, just as as a bench striker, but I think Cujo and Carranza should be locks for most people this week. Yeah, Blaine. Yeah, it's Cujo and Carranza are the the top two. You get that double home with names like that. You kind of have to just roll with it. The Uri thing makes me nervous, but I think ninety nine percent of the top players are going to have Carranza at least there. Now, I always worry about this, so I do have Carranza on the bench. But I always run three forwards on these big double game weeks because I think goals are are more abundant than shutouts, and I can't, in good faith or in good conscience, put a, a fourth defender out there when a clean sheet is so easily busted. Um, I am torn. Zardes is way up there on my list as my third one on the bench. Like I want to, but my head tells me Austin has sucked for so long this year. I know they're getting it around. That would be my big concern with taking Minnesota defense. Austin seems to be getting back in form right now a little bit. They're finding some more goals. I don't know that they're a good team, but they are finding goals. 
he also gets no other points, right? Like he's yeah. a he's a seven pointer, <laughs> but yeah. he scored in the last three. I mean, that's worth yeah. saying. I agree with you, Christian. Please don't do it. Anyone but Blaine. He's Blaine's guy, and it. I mean, the rest of the data does not support it, but he has scored in the last three against not shitty teams. Yeah, yeah. And, and he could he could definitely score against Minnesota. Well, or RSL. Yeah. And the thing is, like, being the Zardes guy, Zardes is honestly a product of the service he gets. Mm-hmm. I know we've made people have made fun of him, not me, but people have made fun of him for his poor first touch. But you put the ball in front of him, he gets it on frame. Now sure. he can't settle it to give it to somebody else, but if you put the ball out there, he puts it on frame. And so if Austin's going to keep playing that way for him, then I yeah. But the other guy I'm looking at and who is probably in weaker form is I'm kind of considering Brandon Vasquez. I'm well, crazy. If Tiago Martins is for sure out for New York City, that midfield's kind of been wherever. I don't know. That's not a bad one on the road. And then you get to face Chicago at home. Like that's not a bad pairing. I don't fear that road game. It, it's one of those. I, I always want a third one because I want to take somebody with a ton of upside to throw on the bench. Yeah, I know his form hasn't been great, but I, the upside is definitely there. Everything I'm seeing leans into you take him right here, and this is the this is the best week we've got for him. And you're gonna start him or bench him, though. What? You're gonna start him or bench him? Oh, bench him for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is uh. So for those that don't know, I always play the uh three on the bench, two scrubs, auto roo every time in these big double game weeks. I think it's trying to get too cute with your switcheroos. You end up losing points or money or whatever. It's just you you strand something somewhere and you don't give yourself options. And you're making all your decisions based on the first few games of the week and going away from it. I think you need to see that second game in a double game week. That's when the craziness really happened with tired legs and all that. So, no, I would – I never want to tinker too much at the midweek and you just roll with it. So both these guys would be on the bench. And I think the other name we have to mention, it would be the only one I would change it off for is uh, Ferreira for Dallas. He's coming into sporting Dallas has had a great run in recent history against sporting. We don't win that matchup very often. And Ferreira's style really exploits the biggest weakness we have as a club. And then they play at home against Nashville, who has not Walker Zimmerman came in as a sub, but they have been incredibly leaky since he's been injured. Yes. So I think we sleep on him a little bit too much, guys. I'm just having kind of an epiphany about it. The three of us don't 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 pick him very often. You guys know I don't pick him because when I pick him he doesn't score. But I yeah, I like that shot blade. I always feel there's better options than him. And I may be doing that again this week. And that Nashville game always, that Nashville game at home scares me. I mean, so you go on the road, then you have a home game against a solid defense. I mean, if you see Zimmerman start in that midweek game, no, Nashville's only playing one. So we won't even know. Like, you can't even see the midweek game there. Um, It's one of those, I still think he's got to be on the list of my top five forwards for this week. And so I'm filling that third spot with one of those last three guys. Yeah, 
Fair call. I, I don't think that Vasquez should be on that list at all. I just don't think he's been having the consistency and, and the reliability there. I think your three FC Cincinnati players are are in your your keeper defender midfield spot if you're going with those three. I I I, I would not put him in in that top list right there. I do think uh Jesus well, is a fantastic show. If you thought Barrial was gonna do well against Colorado and you led me astray. So I don't know that I trust <laughs> Your own critique, that, your own that is fine. I was I was shocked that they rolled out that lineup. Very wrong. I I thought that they were gonna gonna relax against Colorado with two conference games coming up after going 120 yeah. minutes. So I scrubbed that, him out for Brooks Lennon, who got a three. I also scrubbed him out, but oh, I, no. not for not for for Lennon, but but I also moved him. So in it together, Ashley, I didn't give you advice yeah. that I myself was not following. I know, I know, you meant it. You weren't trying to funk me. No, no, exactly not. Uh, yeah, Kucha Carranza for me, just because of the the recent form that they have. Good conversation. Good mention there for for Jesus as well. Saul Bernardeschi mentioned in chat. Just want to point out that he did not play last week for the coaching decision. I believe is what it was called. So if you are looking at him, just be careful about that. Check that lineup for if you're going with there. Officially, it was a that's a whole hot mess. I don't know. Yeah. Officially, it was a vaping violation. It was a couple things, guys. It was a coaching decision. Article and pay their fees, but yeah, coaching decision. Yeah, he's, so no, but I just vaping wanna, on the bus, man. Like, can't vape on the bus. You can't vape anywhere. But oh, yeah. Uh, otherwise, yeah, Bateke, another good shout out as well. Had had also some good recent form, not last week, but uh, a couple before then. So, uh, some good options. I myself, I have Cucho on the field and Garanza on the bench uh, with a forward scrub. So, a forward and defender scrub as usual for my team setup. Let's wrap things up with captains and. Uh, there's there's a consensus, but I'll let people go through their their list right here. Ashley, yeah, I I am going Zella, um, but I always worry about his rotation. Um, historically, in doubles, he does get rotated. He didn't last double game week, but it was like they rested him weird the week before to get ready for it, which they obviously didn't do. You know, they played yesterday. So I don't know. It, he just makes me nervous. Um, so I think I'll, I'll give him the armband, but I I need to mentally prepare for a backup if he's not starting on, on Wednesday. Um, because, yeah, I, and maybe, like I said, maybe I'm just referencing past seasons too much, but um, I do always worry about rotation for him. But non-rotation, he's, he's the clear armband for me. Blank. Yeah, see, I'm on Zella, and even if he's on the bench, it's one of those you almost hate to take it off of him. As Christian said, there's those guys that rotate, they'll sit for 45, come in and absolutely light it up, and Zella's done that to us in the past. I know with the, I think his first double game week with Cucho, he and Cucho both started on the bench. They both came in, and they both put up almost 20 points Yep. in, in a game and a half. Like, Zella's that good and that much of a weapon that even when he is benched for the front end of a double game week, he still comes in and has a pretty decent game. So it's hard to get away from that. If he is benched, I don't know exactly where I go with this one. It's probably Gazdag with the double home. But I I want to ride with Zella, and I just want Zella to start that first game so I don't even have to worry about it. Christian? I thought about Gazdag, but then... I realized Gazdag doesn't take set pieces uh, mm-hmm. other than penalty kicks. And um, so for me, it would have to be Wagner uh, if 
if I was not going to captain Zellerion. Um, I'm solidly on Zellerion, actually, um, for the reasons I said before. Uh, yeah, I can't really even think of another another one necessarily. Uh, yeah, got nothing. Zellerion? I think I think uh, Zella and Gazdog are the two main picks that we're going to see this round. Mm -hmm. Excellent point, though, with Wagner uh, for for that, that. This could be the round for captaining uh, a defender because he is set pieces. He is goal threats in general, uh, not just from those set pieces, but as as uh, being a setup or an assist man during an open play. He's usually on the on the corner, so he's not going to be a target of that. So. Um, he dropped 18 points last double game week two weeks yeah. ago. So so that could be a nice little differential captain if you want to go uh something against Zillarion option. Uh looking forward for number three. Be sure to check out already in the Discord right now in the main MLS chat the around 15 player poll to uh put your picks that you have as well. Doesn't have to be the players you're actually rolling with, but at least ones that you like. Uh, and that will be up this week so you can see how the community ranks players going into WM round 15. That's all that we have for the show tonight. Thank you, everyone, for uh, joining us. And I hope this is giving you some valuable information going into this double game week. Let's wrap everything up with plugs. Christian. The MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community. Go team. <laughs> Blank. Yeah, uh, plug our great cast of guests that we have come on the show. I know it's been a busy year for me. Um, just way too much life going on with two kids now and everything, and it's just been tough. But it's nice to know I can step away and take care of stuff here. And we have backups and fill-ins and just a ton of cool subs that bring different opinions and fill in and do as good of a job as we can do. Ashley. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure they're – avid listeners but i'm just gonna go ahead and bookend um the show with a shout out back to jordan morris and just the sounders for being so sweet to me and my family and and just making a little kid's dream come true it was a, just the coolest thing ever so yeah yeah so that's what i hoped you would do we booking it with that that fantastic just mm -hmm. just smile moment right there uh, yes, so of course, yes, hats off to Jordan Boris for being awesome right there and the MLS Fantasy Boss community at uh, MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord, the best way to find the Discord. And then check out MLSFantasyBoss.com for the recap of this podcast in case you're somehow missing it and coming back and finding it again. But also for Tyler's Differentials article and for the uh, Discord player poll that will be up there as well to look at the player rankings. Uh, do my best to get all that out uh, at least by Wednesday. Uh, I will shoot for Tuesday. But we do have company coming over on Wednesday, so I will have to do what I can. I'm on, I'm on cleaning duty. On cleaning <laughs> duty, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but yes, be ready. Double game week. It is coming up, and it's going to keep coming. So be sure to get your teams set before that deadline on Wednesday. And with that being said, as always, good luck. Mm -hmm.